All right. Go ahead. Ready. Is someone going to introduce me? Yeah, she's going to fucking do it. Keep <laughs> talking. <laughs> what the hell? Hello, and welcome to Black Soul Number Something. I'm really not sure what the number is, but I am Lee. And I'm Lay. And we have a special guest, one of our best friends. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> and she, you and she, you <laughs> as in like, open you. Who are you? I don't know. So That's why un- I said just so unfucking professional. That's why I said just make something up. <laughs> Once again, podcast. We don't even know which podcast number this is. We're so fucking unprofessional. We don't even, our guest doesn't even know their name. Unprofessional. Guys curse. Yeah. This yeah. Is explicit. We don't fucking panic no babies here. <laughs> this um, is Al. Al is here. Yeah, Al. What, what the fuck is happening? Like we're having so many goddamn technical difficulties. Look, this is this is the bad luck podcast. Shit, it's because we're about to talk shit about white people. It's because April first. This is all a joke. And look, this bitch is on her phone. You're so. <laughs> I lucky. didn't know that we were. You are lucky. Lame. There's no studio audience. You know how disrespectful <laughs> this is. You're right. in a professional setting, ma'am. I mean, so, our guest here today is Latina. Fucking, we should, I should put a, uh, uh, I should get a soundboard and just go, oh yeah, clap, clap, clap. We can clap in Spanish. Ja, ja, ja. Ja, ja, ja. How do you clap in Spanish? <laughs> you laugh, that's how you clap. If you can laugh ja, ja, ja. in Spanish, you can clap in Spanish. That's true. <laughs> everything in Spanish. Uh, so this week, since we didn't have one, I don't know how long ago we didn't have one. Like but two weeks. It's something like that. We always end up like having a podcast once a month. But, um. This week, we're going to talk about misrepresentation in Asia and in America, because like I feel like that's the biggest topic that's going on right now because of like Ghost in the Shell and Death Note and uh, Train to Busan is getting remade and they're going to like have white people in it, Mulan. I mean, it's just one thing, one thing after the other. So I just want to ask you two, because I feel like this is just my opinion, maybe everyone else agrees, that Asians might be the most misrepresented people here in America right now. Yes, they are. They're, misrepre- they're misrepresented and they're underrepresented. Because I think a lot of minorities in America are misrepresented, especially when it comes to st- statistics to make them seem worse than what they are. But Asian Americans really have no voice. They're really not talking about the kind of seen, not heard. And so when there's things made about their culture, it, they don't really get anything. And it's very easy to get it, to make it whitewashed. Where I feel like African Americans, speaking as African American. Like, we have a voice. So if you're going to try to do something and whitewash it, we're going to be very vocal about it. Where Asians, they kind of, like, really don't get heard or they don't say enough or whatever they are saying is being drowned out by what the media wants to put out. It reminds me a lot of Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had, we had, like, a whole argument with somebody in our class about, um, you know, how misrepresented Asians are here in America. But I think that for our foreign viewers, like our foreign viewers, like people can fucking see us, our foreign audience, I think that we should point out that, because there are a lot of, like, Japanese people who, like, these stuff is getting remade and, and everything, and they're not offended by it because, I mean, that's all they have in Japan. I mean, you just see Japanese people on TV all the time, and you might see the occasional white person, maybe even the occasional black person. So misrepresentation really doesn't exist for them. I mean, at least for them, because they're the they're the majority in their country. So when they see that Americans get upset over misrepresentation, they kind of get confused. And they're like, well, what are you mad about? It's, it's not a big deal to us. So would you like to maybe give your opinion? You, Al, like to give your opinion on misrepresentation? Worst guess ever. 
maybe she'll add in the some jazz yes, and okay. The only thing that I know about this is that Nat Wolf is playing an Asian man <laughs> in Death Note. I that can't. is all I know. Because I see him looking mad as hell in all of the promotional photos and stuff. That's all I fucking know about this topic. And the fact that all Asians are considered Chinese. In oh, this yeah. They, they really are. It's like if they're playing anything, they're Chinese. It doesn't matter if it's supposed to be a Korean based movie, Vietnamese, Japanese. You're all Chinese. Y'all need to have a Chinese accent. And people don't even see how that's offensive. I mean, if you understand the history of Asia, like at least that East a- Asia, you'll realize why it's offensive for a Chinese person to play a Japanese person, or a Japanese person to play a Chinese person, or a Korean person, you know, vice versa. They can go back and forth. It's offensive, you know, mostly because of, you know, their history and their clashing with each other. That's the same thing, I don't know, if you made a move, well, I guess white people really don't, they don't really care, because I've seen, like, you know, you know, here's a good example, a British person playing a French person, but they always have British accents whenever they, whenever Americans make movies about, like, Europeans, that's kind of the same thing, like, why don't you just get a French person who can have a French accent play that role? Why do you need a British person? Like, like as if only accent American knows is the British accent. It's, it's kind of, it's stupid to think that your audience is that ignorant. I agree. And also, <laughs> I think the big problem, I guess, outside of, in America for Asian Americans, I guess, as I started looking and just, or just as looking as a minority about having whitewashed movies and shows in different forms of media is that that is the large majority of what we see, that nobody's culture can be displayed without somebody white having to be put into it. And that's a big problem with America. It's like we don't, it's like they're trying to say that we won't understand anything unless white people are doing it. That's almost like having the white straight male as the standard of all men. And I think the biggest problem with American society and having movies that have different heritage and historical context and not having those actual people play is that you're not paying homage and you're appropriating their culture. You're appropriating the things that they have went through to make money off it. Okay, you're not celebrating. If you were really celebrating what they went through or even trying to acknowledge what they went through, you would use those people. Just like Moana, it's about specific islanders, Polynesians, they used Polynesian actors. But then Kubo and the Two Strings, a very Japanese story, all white people. Like, and this is a cartoon. You mean you couldn't find any, if you couldn't find Japanese people, you couldn't find any kind of Asians to do any, at least any kind of Asian to do the voices. I was watching Fast and Furious and that movie kind of pisses me off too because it's like, you got a white guy who goes to Tokyo and his female lead can't even be Asian. They had to like throw in a random white girl who barely spoke Japanese. And I guess my brother even pointed out, he was like, is she putting on a fake Japanese accent? He's like, you don't know Japanese girls. Stop playing. <laughs> First but, of all, yeah, you should never be watching Fast and Furious. <laughs> my First. mom wants to go see that. She's like, save oh the God, date, no. April 14th. Must she not. loves those movies. Okay, I have a question going back to what you were saying. Yeah. Do you think it's equally as offensive for a white person to be playing an Asian in a movie as like, Let's say the movie is about a Chinese person and they use a Japanese person. Do you think it's equally as offensive to do so? I think for the American point of view, especially, I, well, I, I should say maybe even the Asian American point of view, it would be less offensive because I feel like here 
people tend to become communities in ways that will put aside differences because they're so separated. There's this like separate separatist mentality here in America. So people tend to cling to each other as long as you kind of look like the other person. But I feel like if this was an Asian person who lives in Asia, grew up in Asia, it would be offensive. I mean, right now, China has a ban on all Korean content. Like, they don't want any of that stuff coming in. Any type of uh, stuff that was being produced was just shut. It was, like, it was uh, defunded. It was, like, no more. They want them out. So you won't get that here, really, I would assume. Uh but we don't have any Asian people here to give us, Asian American people here to give that. But I definitely, definitely know for a fact that in Asia, that wouldn't fly. Yeah, I agree with the Asian part. And also with, I think they would be more offended in America to have a white person play Asian than another Asian. is because if we think of America, it's supposed to be a land of opportunity, a melting pot. And if it's a melting pot, why is only one section defining everybody? It's like when they wanted to have that white guy play Michael Jackson. Or they want to have the white person in death note. Or they want a white person to play an Indian or a Native American. Like, why is it only one type of person who has to represent everybody? And they're just taking different aspects of a culture and then trying to throw into the movie and make money off it. That's the problem. If it was the same people of that culture trying to represent it, I feel like it would be more genuine. And But when you don't have that being genuine in it now it's just offensive now you're trying to insult us you're just trying to steal from you're trying to appropriate our culture and there are white people who believe that same thing they believe in reverse racism they believe that appropriation doesn't exist now i agree culture is supposed to be shared you have to i mean in order to get along with each other on this earth we have to come to a common ground and a common understanding of one another's differences but it's that is completely different than someone putting on a hijab and going on a runway and saying that I'm, I'm, I'm not appropriating culture because that right there is appropriation. You're manipulating and taking advantage of a person's religious beliefs and a religious culture for the profit of money. Whereas if you went to a country like Iran and you wrapped your head in a scarf, that's molding culture because you're trying to accommodate the culture of another. But white people don't seem to get that. I'm not saying all white people are like that, but... It seems... If we're going to talk about what the media puts out, it seems that the majority of white people, <laughs> you know, like to appropriate culture, and then they like to get offended and call reverse ri- racism. And like Charlamagne the God said, the opposite of reverse racism is equality. Yes. It doesn't even make any sense. It, it doesn't yeah, make any that. sense. If you're, how am I being reverse racism, the opposite of racism? Well, they try to get away with it by claiming it as appreciating culture, which is what Kylie Jenner did when she had um, cornrows, I think it was. And everyone was like, oh, she's so unique, her own individual style. And everyone was like, unique individual style? What the hell? We've been doing this for years. Or like when they put the rings in the in their nail style. And, and Jamie like, Jackson had been doing this. I like, mean, it's just crazy. Like, that's on the part of a, a huge ignorance when it comes to the white culture. I mean, if we had a better, I'm going to go back to education. I always go do this, but... If we had a better education system that didn't just focus on the white accomplishments in America, white people probably wouldn't appropriate as much as they did. But I, I think a huge part of it is ignorance. I agree. And if you're educated, if you're educated and you are taught from a young age the different accomplishment of the people who don't look like you. Speaking of, if white students, even they go to all white school 
all-white school system, all-white district, all-white community, if their textbooks had about black people, about Hispanic people, about Asian people, about all their comments they made in America, about the different parts of their culture, when they got older, or even as they're growing up, they wouldn't feel when they see new things that, oh, look how different, look how new, and they try to say, well, I want to be like this, because they don't understand it. If you how mad can I really be at you if you really don't understand? But also, when you become to a certain like you become an adult and you're old enough to gather this own information for yourself and you don't, now it's just annoying. Okay, me, like if you're 30 years old and you're appropriating culture, that's your fault. Like you're old enough to pick up a phone and Google something. Now you're talking. Phone. Wait, I was like, pick up a phone and call. And call no, Google something. Learn something. If it's a nine year old child, like I understand that. But, but that's also another thing that they say, like, racism is bred. It's 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 not inherent. It's, what is it? You're, you're the psychology major. What is it called? Nurturing? Could Instilled. Be, yeah. Instilled. What you, what you learn from your environment, what you pick up on. Learned behavior. Yeah, exactly. Learned behavior. Shout out to your surveys, Al. <laughs> we're going to put a link in the description of this. And if you know any men, please tell them to take this survey. Yes, because no men want to take a survey about women's rights, apparently. So, yeah, help her graduate. <laughs> but uh, I feel like you'd have more to say if we talked about Sean Mendes. <laughs> he, he is also white, but he passes my test. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, but do you guys ever realize like how messed up it is that we could be in, a, like a community like, I could be in an all black school system, in an all black town. You could be in a whole Hispanic school system. Say it were only Puerto Ricans, a whole Puerto Rican school community, and then it could be a whole town of white people, white schools, and we'll all learn the same thing about white history. But when it comes to the different aspects of our individual culture will all learn differently. Like, I know going to school for a while in a predominantly African-American area, I learned more about black history than when I moved to a school system where there was more white students. But if you think about either way, no matter where you go, you're going to always learn about white American history. Because the white culture is the dominant culture for some reason, even though in America it's a melting pot, like you said. There's so many different cultures, but if you want to learn about your own, you have to take an elective or you have to find a class suitable for that because you're just going to learn about the same white people in history. And, and also, the same three black people. <laughs> Martin Luther King, exactly. Rosa Parks. And they, you know what? They didn't even teach you really about Malcolm X in school. Because they were afraid Trade. to teach you about Malcolm X. Malcolm X was an extremist. Malcolm X wanted to sue the American government. He wanted to bankrupt this country for all the stuff that they did to the black people during slavery. We would be rich right now. I'm telling you, the only three people you learn about is Coretta Scott, Martin Luther King, and Rose Byrne. That's the only three black people you're going to learn about. I mean, look at Trump. He had, like, a, a whole speech at some breakfast or something that he had at the White House, and he could only name, like, five black people. <laughs> and he named them repeatedly over and over again. He that's also, all he knew. He also thinks Fred Le- Fred Le- Fredless. Frederick. 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 Frederick Douglas is still alive. Frederick. Yeah. Frederick. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's a great guy. Great. <laughs> Doing great things. He's dead, by the way. Also, why is the only Hispanic person we learned about Selena, Selena in school? Great we watched movie. that movie. Shout out to her. Yesterday was her yeah. anniversary. We watched that movie every year in Spanish class. Why is that the only really? Hispanic? Really? I never did. That's the only Hispanic person we ever learned about in well, my school. My step mother is Puerto Rican so I've seen that movie like she was like you gotta watch this movie it's a great movie it was 
beautiful. You think, you know, J-Lo's Puerto Rican, right? Yeah. But Selena was Mexican. Do you think that, you know, it's a kind of offensive? You see, I know, that, like, that's kind of why I asked the whole Asian thing, if that would be offensive. Because a lot of Hispanic people, they play, they'll play a Puerto Rican character and they're really Cuban or something. But directors will look at them and say, you can pass as this. Like, they, they all Hispanics vary in skin color. Mm-hmm. So, but there are specific traits you can kind of tell. So I feel like, a Hispanic who looks more on the white side, like white passing, shouldn't be playing a white person. And I also feel like um, a light-skinned Cuban or something shouldn't be playing a Mexican because they aren't Mexican. They don't know the culture. I feel like they can't really play that well. Yeah. I I think that there's like a gray area when it comes to stuff like that. I think that um, certain things are offensive when there's tension going on with the culture. So in certain things, I feel like, no, a white person shouldn't be playing, like, for instance, I don't know, blackface, because that's offensive. But I feel like if there's, if there, there are two cultures that are pretty much, they're like, yeah, we love each other, and we're like, we're separate, but we're, we're the same. Then I don't see a problem with someone from that, that they look like that person to play that person. But that's that's up to that person in that culture. I don't think that I can make this. Like, me as a black person can't make the decision for, for example, an Indian to play a Pakistani. Like, that's not a decision for me to make. That's a decision for a Pakistani person to make. I feel like there's a distinction in how I see it as acceptable, depending on how they got the role. Like, if they legitimately got it because they deserved it, they tried out, you know, whatever they did, and they got it, and not because somebody just thought they were passing for this culture like yeah you know you kind of look like you can pass as an indian person i feel like that's that's a difference Mm -hmm. if you're just that good of an actor that you can take this culture and and really portray it and not just yeah you look like you can pass as a black person but you're not which is also why it doesn't make sense that they get white actors to play asian people i feel like we need to bring this back around so yeah yeah. (laughs) no yeah no i go ahead go ahead go ahead yeah, I was going to say, I, I was going to bring it back to that point, but I kind of forgot my train of thought where I was going to go, but go ahead, Lady. As always. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it just, I think that that's the reason why Asian people are the most misrepresented culture here in America, because they don't just bend the rules, they break them for Asian people. They will, they will replace an Asian person entirely, rather than finding someone that looks like an Asian person. Like, I, there was a, I was looking at an interview for the... For the girl who used to play on Full House as one of the moms, I can't remember her name, but she even talked about how, like, yeah, and she was proud about it. She was like, yeah, I had gotten this role that was originally for an Asian guy, but they were like, no, you can play it, and just scrapped him, rewrote the character entirely, and replaced him with a white woman. And I was just like, all right. Like, just mind, this casual, like... Just stole his job. Exactly. You know, if you realize it on television, if... It's not a white person or it's not a black person. They kind of just either bend, bend the rules or break the rules. Because like really in America, I feel like the biggest two tensions that everybody talks about is the black versus white. But even if it's somebody who's Hispanic, they'll trade in. If it's a Dominican person, they'll put like a Brazilian person in there if they're like dark enough, you get me? Mm-hmm. Or if it's a Korean person, they'll put a Japanese person. And if it's like an Indian person, they'll put a Pakistani person. And as long as you can do that stereotypical accent, they're fine with it, which is messed up because it's like, these two people are not the same. These two cultures are not alike. They're, they're not the same, and then they'll use it anyway. Like, well, and it's also because a lot of American 
of the American industry when it comes to movies and televisions, they like to act like the American people are stupid and they treat us like we're stupid. Like we're not going to realize like what we're watching just because the Asian guy doesn't have an Asian accent doesn't mean we're not understanding he's Asian. We can see he's Asian. Or they have to have the Indian person who's really smart with the Indian accent and we're not going to understand them. Or the Hispanic maid with a really thick Hispanic accent. We're not going to understand they're Hispanic. Like, why do you have to go with all these stereotypes? Why do you always have to have an accent? Because racism. Yeah. Ra- okay, I'm going to get real technical. Racism is categories put that people are put into based on physical appearance. So all these people who aren't either white or black... They just clump everyone together. So all Hispanics are just Hispanics. Like the individual culture doesn't matter because you're alike enough to pass as each other. And same thing with other minority groups. So I feel like when it comes to casting people into these roles, it doesn't matter. They don't have to look at that. They don't need to find a specific Asian person to play because everyone is just Chinese. Everyone has chinky eyes. And in a lot of roles, if they're looking for an Asian person, they'll find like a part Asian person or half Asian Mm -hmm. person and half white because they want them to look more white. They want them to fit this physical appearance that they find beautiful, I guess. There's also this kind of mindset that Asian people want to be white. And in some aspects, yes, you can see the influence of white culture or European culture, Western culture in Asia. But that's the fault of Westerners. Like, that, that's not like they begged for Westerner people to come in and, and manipulate their language and, and, you know, add all these things. In fact, the Chinese didn't even want the Europeans or the Americans in their country, but they forced themselves in there. So we can talk, we can go really, really deep into why Western culture is so, you know, influenced in Asia. But at the same time, Asian people still want to be Asian. Like, when Asian people, for example... They have these mixed people in these TV shows and stuff like that in their own country. It speaks the same thing that we do here. It's exotics and just like mixed people here. It's like to them, that's fascinating. So, of course, you're going to put that person right in the front because that's something maybe to them they've never seen before. Or many Korean or Japanese or Chinese people have never seen before. But I think the difference for them is what I just said. It's, it's just a matter of fascination. It's here. It's more of a we want the... Aryan race to succeed. We don't want the minority races to, you know, there's a fear of them taking something from white people. I think that's another thing. It's like this constant fear that we're taking something from white people. I mean, if we really want to play that game, white people don't take for everybody. So what What can we, how can we take something that they already took? Like, how do we take, we're taking it back? Like, what, what are we taking Everything from Everything they have, they stole, stole from, from other somebody. people. Yeah. So, so nobody can steal from them what they already stole. It doesn't make sense. They're trying to keep, it's like, you know how they said Donald Trump was this more like a perceived billionaire? Like, he technically wouldn't, couldn't, ha- technically he may not have the money, but because of all the businesses and the tax that he can be listed as a billionaire. Mm-hmm. That's how white people are kind of like they're kind of listed <laughs> as having a culture, but they really don't have Damn. one. Like that you think they do, they but they have to appropriate everyone else's. else's. Exactly. Bringing it full circle. <laughs> and you know what I feel bad? I feel bad for like like white immigrant men who are just coming here and they get, kind of get thrown in it mm-hmm. because they like if somebody comes over from Ireland like a year ago they don't understand sometimes don't understand the social struggle of like white versus minorities here and they just automatically get thrown into it I think that that's a bad example because the UK like Britain 
they have no excuse to like say that they're like they don't know what racism is like british people i've even heard someone say say it or have said to me that racism is over in britain and they think that america is primitive because we still have it and it's like and there's always a story around we ended slavery first yeah we well, you started, started it first. Yeah, exactly <laughs> you, you have know? more time Racism is not over in Britain, you know, newsflash. I, I think a better example of that, maybe me deeper, you know, into the, the you know, Western area of Europe, but Britain, I, in any type of that, that little island there doesn't have any excuse to say that they don't know anything about, you know, culture clashing. Well, I'm not talking about culture. I mean specifically the American brand of racism. The American brand of racism is different than any other racism that was ever, even the British form of it. So I feel like when they come here, they're dealing with, so many different aspects. If you really think about the foreign population of the UK, a lot of their of theirs they had slaves, but they were in other areas. But a lot of their, I guess, minorities are immigrants. Where of their black minorities are immigrants, and where we not like Ben Carson, we're not immigrants. Okay, remember when he said that? <laughs> oh, Do y'all remember when Ben Carson said we were immigrants? How yes. could we forget? Slaves were the first, first immigrants immigrant. in America. <laughs> so I think with. If somebody like someone who's Irish came to the U.S. and dealt with African Americans, it's a totally different system that was put in place. You get me? That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they don't understand what racism is, but I think they're thrown into a whole different pool of it's it. It's a different degree of it. But there is also, I think, there's also equivalence there in the U.K. because we have here we have like the so-called you know Mexicans stealing our jobs, you know. They have the same issue with Pakistani and Indian people. They 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 come these these immigrants come in from you know India, and then they take advantage of them or they say that they're stealing their jobs. So I think that Britain does have an equ- equivalent to certain things, and and with the black people, I think it's not it's different. This, I I don't want to say it's necessarily better for them because there is casual racism still going on in the UK, and there is this form of exotic what's the word exoticism for black women especially because a lot of black people in britain are mixed more than anything else so this kind of like this you know hey let's she's got beautiful she's black looking she's got kinky hair and big boobs let's put her up in front of a poster somewhere just so you know white men can stare at her so i i do i do agree that you know there's nothing i don't think there's anything comparable to black you know there's black struggle of racism here but there is like so much casual racism going on in uk because they feel like it's over they feel like that, that mentality of it's over. Yeah, I think make America great, make America great again, <laughs> make the UK great again, make the world great again. I think the disparity in racism between different countries would just depend on the group that's being, um, I don't know, segregated or or, or prejudiced. Like, I don't know anything. Um, it just depends on where you are, like where you live, where you're located, and what group you find threatening at the moment. Because when it comes down to it, that's what it's all about. Mexicans are constantly, they constantly get shit because they're stealing jobs. It's really just because they come here and they work their asses off. They take the jobs that all Americans, the Americans that don't, Americans that don't want to do it or don't have the skill set mm-hmm. to do it, they get Mexican up. But I think it also depends on what ties these people have to the land. You get me? Like, I can specifically talk about African Americans. I can't really talk, I'm not, I don't live anywhere else. I didn't grow up anywhere else. African Americans are specifically tied to the land of America. We were specifically here, and all the laws and regulations put up were to oppress us in any way, systematically oppress us. So I can't talk about, well, 
the people, the black people in the UK, everything was put to a system that oppressed them. Everything, I feel like the British did, if you learned about British history, was to oppress everybody. So it wasn't just like one group. <laughs> Where in America, it was specifically black people. I think the only thing that you can do, really compare about around the world is when you feel like you have one group coming in trying to, and they feel like somebody's trying to take jobs. I don't know, maybe I'm just trying to be some kind of selfish when I'm talking about struggle and saying that the black joke <laughs> is different. You get me? Like, I understand that if Mex Mexicans come in here, they say, and they take jobs and they're not taking them, just like working them because nobody else wants to work them. That can be the same thing said, like she said, about the Indians. But can you say the same thing about the Mexicans coming to America as you can say about black people in America? Or can you say the same thing about the Indians going to the UK as black people living in America? You get me? No, because the whole experience was different. Black people were brought here against their Oh my will. God, I'm going to cry now. We were talking about that with, you know, lovely Kevin, about how every culture here has somewhere to go home to, in a sense, go back to, and black people here in America don't necessarily have that. Like, there are a lot of black people that don't know where in Africa they came, they came from, and they don't know how to go about beginning to go back, and because of the the racism and the self-hatred that they project that white people have projected on Africans as well. They don't want us. They don't want us to come back. They they see us as lesser than them. Yep. And once again, white people. <laughs> you fucked up. Yeah. Also, yep. slaves were completely stripped of their culture. Even if there was anything that they were trying to hold on to, they weren't allowed to communicate with each other in their own language. Mm -hmm. They had to take their master's religion and stuff like that. Like, just things that were going to make their own experience easier. So they had to give up everything that they knew. So there's no way to trace it back. And there's only very small things that we still have that you can look in modern day that really do trace back from... Like, when we like when black people were on plantations and they were singing, singing and to either pass some kind of message or some kind of, like, root or whatever, That's that really does come from a way of... Like when we were in Africa, how you use songs when you sing. So that's something we still use songs like when we use in church. We're using our music. Music is a very big part of the African American culture, big part of Black culture, and Af and just in general. So I think little small thing that we kept through slavery, but we had to change and switch up that way. We in a way wouldn't get in trouble. Like you really like when masters were here, their their slaves singing like these gospel hymns. They're like, oh, well, they're just listening. They're obeying. Look how happy they sound. Which is also why I don't understand why, especially when we're, because we do K-pop and K-hip-hop, why Koreans feel like we shouldn't step in and tell them really how black music, black culture is done and how not to appropriate because they just think that we're having fun. Like, we think it's fun in games. I mean, in a sense it is, but you kind of go a little too far like I think there's a lot of ignorance still going on there and when you completely want to reject the idea of learning about a culture that you're trying to emulate it becomes appropriation it becomes you know prejudice you know all this kind of things just begin to fester exactly and that, especially when it comes to k-hip-hop there's a lot of things that they don't have that it took us centuries just built up from where it came from blues to jazz just to get to hip-hop you know hip-hop didn't just come overnight there were different aspects toasting the dozens different like snapping roasting things that we do that we just do every day to us as our culture kind of thing mm -hmm. the kind of call and response they're talking about the different 
situation you're going through, that's very big. This music in general, like I said, in African-American culture is very big. And all that adding up and bringing us to what we have in hip-hop, talking about the crack cultures of the 70s and 80s, how we were talking about what was going on in our neighborhoods, and all that building up to now where we have music. And even, it's the same thing, you know, the rappers wanted to emulate the drug dealers, and drug dealers wanted to be the rappers, and everything goes together. And K-hip-hop doesn't have... I'm not going to say they're never going to have, but they don't have that growth. And it seems like they don't want to. They just kind of want to skip and be where we are right now. Right. And they don't want to realize that it's a whole process that you had to go through. It's different things that happen. And they don't like it. Even if you think about simple things that they don't understand. Like, they don't understand beefs, like rap beefs. Mm-hmm. They hate it. But hip-hop was built off beefs. Are you talking? Are you kidding me? One, the biggest aspect, I think, of black culture, where I think most black people, if they grew up around other black people in black communities, is what we call now, like, snapping, roasting, toasting. It's like, it's it's a verbal game of wit and assault going back and forth, which later was put to a beat, and now you have rap and you have the back and forth. Come on. You know, the bridge is over, kind of thing. And they don't want to, and they don't want to be a part of it, so how can you say you're K-hip-hop if you're not following the very basics of Mm hip-hop. And that's when it becomes appropriation because they just want to, they just want to take what they want to take, make money off it, and not really be a part of it. And a lot of people who are fans of K-hip-hop don't realize how little, like, Korean hip-hop has been around. And I, you know, I feel like Japanese hip-hop came around kind of immediately after uh you know hip-hop here in america like blew blew up it got big so they have a longer mentality a longer time to build a mentality and a not saying that there's not appropriation going on in japan there is a huge section of japanese uh what they're called b-stylers who are like basically paying homage to black people where they darken their skin and get their eyes done and they still look black and it's crazy. But there are a lot of Japanese hip hoppers um, in... What? What you said? What you were talking about? <laughs> no, I just didn't black. know that. So I was <laughs> like, oh, this is really weird. Yeah, so um, I just thought I maybe a bug landed on my face or something. I'm just talking. It's like, la, la, la. Like that guy, the bug flew in his mouth. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, but, be, but wait, wait, can we go back to that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You said they think they're doing something good by doing that? Yeah, they yeah, think, they think, they think that they're, they, they think they're like, shout out to their at black brothers in America. That's what they think is happening. Same thing with Korean. We're like, oh, it's my big black brother, my big black sister. Like, don't say that. Don't, don't like, and I guess that the they actual don't, terminology yes, used. They usually, I remember I, wa- I was watching, uh, I know a lot of YouTubers, they do like, they act in the Korea, like it'll be. Koreans or maybe Americans, they'll ask them questions on the street. And one guy, he was a Korean guy, he was doing on the streets of Korea, he was like, like asking about different things they feel about black people they see or what they've seen. And they asked them, like, what about the term, you know, big black brother, big black sister? And they were saying, oh, no, no, that's a good thing. It's like you're so happy to see them and you feel connected to them. And they and he was trying to say, like, you don't think that's offensive to them that you're going to call them, like, black something? I just find it so weird how in America... If people put blackface on, they're usually doing it because they're fucking assholes. <laughs> but they're, like, they really are not doing it with any malice to it at all. That's also because, that's nothing, it's, it's ignorance. It's, they, they don't understand the context of what they're doing. Like, to them, because they're over there and they really have, 
black dealing with black people and black people dealing with race and they think it's not bad. But if you come over here and you translate to America because black people have dealt with race and when people do that, you're like, oh, like what, what are you trying to say now? And there, there is also that, once again, with education, they only learn about white history. They, I'm pretty sure they don't really learn in depth about slavery or any of the stuff it's that immigration. went on, you know, 60s up, segregation. Slavery, no, slavery is immigration, like Ben right, Carson right. said. You're right. Don't get it messed so up. So to them, like, black skin is just a cool thing, event, trend or something. Yeah. And they think that there is this style that goes along with being, being black. black. So they will dress a certain way and say, like, I'm black. Like, they'll put on baggy pants and stuff, stuff that happened oh, in the early 2000s. Like the urban kind I'm of urban. Clothing. Remember when Matt Damon tried to tell that black lady that, remember the movie, the movie director, the black lady, she, he was trying, pretty much trying oh, to tell yeah. her that she didn't understand what who black people were with what they liked and what... Matt Damon, sit uh, down somewhere. Well, this is also the guy who saved China from, you know, too bad, whatever. Good, too bad I don't watch any of his movies because he's subpar at best. Yeah, I don't know anything that you're talking about. <laughs> Matt Damon is really subpar at best, and he looks like all the other actors in Hollywood, so I don't know what he wants me to do with that. I just don't get it. Like, as an actor, someone who claims to, you know, there's a lot of actors that claim to be feminists, who claim to be for equality, and then they turn around and they accept these roles that are just, blatantly sexist racist misogynistic like where your morals especially actors that don't have an issue getting casted and they just take these roles they're just like yeah i'm gonna play this person money doesn't have morals that's what they want (laughs) money money over morals m-o-m mom (laughs) money Uh, over morals all right let's not talk about her (laughs) (laughs) oh her why do we all have one mom why is it just her (laughs) them it. But I think is that is that is that it? <laughs> I think we did it. Uh, I had something else to say. I don't remember what it was. Um, did you listen to um, um, Kendrick Lamar's "Humble"? Yeah, it was so good. Yes. It was really good. So I kind of have an issue with Kendrick Lamar right now. Yeah. I I I did not. This is not the reason why yeah. I didn't listen to the song. But like, why are we saying that he's like the best rapper of all time? Like, I, I think that's kind of like rude to Nas and you know other rappers that are better like I mean you know that have a that have been doing it a lot longer I think people are so into the now that they yeah. completely discredit anyone that came before them they even but these are also the same people who will say Drake is the best because of his album is he even a rapper though my thing, sometimes he is this is my Jamaican thing. oh my god <laughs> this is my thing I think you can say somebody is lyrically the best of right now but to say they're the best of all time when they haven't even been here in the public eye for 10 years, you really, how do you even say that? You get me? How long has Jay-Z been in the public and been a lyricist? How about Nas? And come on, thing like that. Even though Tupac and Biggie is dead, I mean, they say Tupac's not dead. Ooh. Come on. This, pretty much their spots are solidified. I think Notorious B.I.G. died of the diabetes. The diabetes. And the glaucoma, so. <laughs> you get me? So there's other people, and they're either... And how do you put them? And how do you put somebody like Kendrick Lamar over like a KRS-One or a Most Def or a Cobb? Even yes. though as as of right now they're not the biggest house on it, and some of the young people won't know them. But you can't take away from people who really kind of like start new ways. You how do you say he's better than NW? How he's better than Ice Cube or something like that? And it's also based on time periods. You mm-hmm. get me? And what people want to believe and how they want to evaluate it. I also actually I have a um. My class, my African World Study class, we have that's our next project. Mm-hmm. Is we have to list either our top five rappers of all time 
or top five hip hop moments. I think we're gonna do rapper. We also have to do like a chart and based on like what we're gonna, how we're gonna use the information and what's gonna quantify it. But that's really hard. How do you? I don't think you can say that somebody is really the best of all time. I don't think there's ever gonna be somebody who's the best of all time. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody's gonna be the best of now. I think there's a difference between saying someone's your favorite rapper and, and saying someone's the best because yeah. you're essentially putting them before anyone that has ever existed. And put them where they are. Like, there were people before them that inspired them. And you can't, yeah. you know, disregard that. I mean, I just want to give a shout out to Joey Badass. Because, like, he's really he's really making a name for himself. I feel like if he was a little bit more famous, there's, like, a ton of rappers right now that feel like if they were much more famous, they would be contenders for the so-called greatest of all time. But no one wants to hear conscious rap. And Kendrick Lamar, he panders to both sides. Question. Mm. Thoughts on Chance the Rapper? What do you do? Just thoughts on him <laughs> in general. I mean, uh, his music's cool, but like you get me, like I don't. I I'm glad that a black man is doing his thing. You know, it's really hard for any minority to make it big. You know, in America, especially if they do like like urban music, they do an R and B and rap. He's not signed, right? He's not Isn't signed. Isn't that the big thing? But a him? lot of artists now aren't signed. A lot of them are yeah. smart, and they're like, "Well, I'm not give you. I'm not People give you three sixty. They're moving away from that. They're moving away from that because it's technology. Look, us right now, we don't need to be in some studio. You know, and pay for somebody's time. Exactly. We here, black soul. We doing it. Do and it. me. <laughs> doing and Al. <laughs> Yeah, but honestly, I don't know how people can say somebody's the best. You're putting, it's like you're trying to quantify something that is qualitative. Like, how do you do that? Like, it's also based on your opinion. Mm-hmm. You get me? Like, I love Pharaoh Monch, but he doesn't have, and he was very big for a time, you know, when Simon Says came out and his album. But, you know, now a lot of people don't know who that is. And just because I think he's literally one of the best, some people say, well, he doesn't have the album. Like, even that big thing with Remy Ma and Nicki Minaj, people want to say, well, Nobody knows who Remy is, and Nikki has a sales. Well, Remy Ma has, she has sales, but she also is a lyricist, and she's a better rapper. So how do you say who's better? I guess to be the best of all time, you have to have both. But if you don't have one of, you only have one, how can you be the best? You get me? So as we close out here, this is completely irrelevant to what you just said, but as I as we close, as we close in prayer, <laughs> bow your heads, close rise. Uh, Everybody in the church say amen. <laughs> Would you guys go see Ghost in the Shell, knowing that it's got a white protagonist and she's supposed to be black? Uh, what the? F- <laughs> Are you absolutely not? What the hell's wrong with me? It's supposed to be Japanese Wait, what is this movie. Ghost in the Shell is an anime no. turned live action. Oh. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Any movie that has a white person playing a black person. Oh, if Kubo and this Kubo and this two strings, if I knew that all the actors were white, I wouldn't have gone seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Anybody has a white person playing Asian people? I'm not saying have white people play white people, have black people play black people, have Asians play Asians, have Indians play have like was Middle Easterners play Middle Easterners. Like, and if you can't find the people specifically to their area, like if you can't find actually in America wise, because like and when you, once you go out of it, it's a whole different other problem. But if you're making an American movie. And you can't find a Korean to play a Korean, try another Asian. And if you can't find any Asians, which is going to be really hard, don't make the movie, okay? Because I'm not paying to see it. At I'm, least try to cast people within the same race. Yeah. You can't just go jump races and fucking think nobody's going to notice. Yeah, why can they have Matt Damon save, you know, Asian, but they can't have Idris Elba go save him, huh? I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. So that was Put your answers down below. Yeah. Is that movie coming out in theaters? What movie? Ghost in the Shell? Yeah, it's, I think it's out already. I hope nobody will see it, and I hope 
Um, we should get more movie, movies like Get Out because those are real life movies. Which Mulan movie will you go see? The non-musical or the appropriated one? I don't know. I, I From what I know, there's a non-musical one that has Chinese people playing. But then there's a... I don't know if this one's a musical, but there's one where Shanks doesn't exist. I know they changed his character in the non-musical one, Disney one, but there's another one that he's white. He's not even Chinese. No, absolutely not. Goodbye. First of all, <laughs> this is a Chinese... Is this not supposed to be a... I know that Disney like, made an American kind of Chinese kind of movie, but the essence of the movie is actually from a Chinese, like, like their tales or their poverty or something. So I'm not going to go and pay to watch white people play Chinese people. If I want to see Asian people... You know, I'm going to go watch an Asian movie. I want to see white people. I'm going to walk down the street. I'm going to go by the mayo section. I'm going to see them in their shorts and their flip-flops. That's what I'm going to do. Okay, here's the thing. Both versions kind of annoy me because people want the music. The music was good. I feel like that really helped sell the storyline. But at the same time, the storyline on its own is really strong. Yeah. It's really Mm pro-feminism. Like, it just has a really good story. So, Shang is gay, bisexual. <laughs> I mean. Also, I don't understand why in every American version of the movie they have to make love such a big focus. Like even if you yeah. think about the cartoon, the cartoon of Mulan, love wasn't even a thing. It kind of happened, and you kind of like got a sense of it at the end, but it wasn't even the main thing. And I think in the uh, one with the that's gonna have the white, the um, the the white act, the actor, actress, whatever it is, yeah, they're gonna have love be a very big. Isn't love gonna be a very big part? But not with Shang. They claim that what they're doing is that. One of them, Shang, the guy who's supposed to be the new Shang, not Shang anymore, he's supposed to hate her. He's supposed to, he's not even supposed to be the leader, like the captain. Like he What's was, the point of this? He's supposed to be one of just the other guys, and he, he makes her life difficult. And then, upon finding out that she's a woman, I guess he gets a boner. I don't fucking know. First of all, stop, Mulan is one of my favorite Disney Same movies. Do movie not has. change that, okay? Disney, y'all better stop. And I'm tired of all these live action movies. I didn't like Jungle Book. I didn't even <laughs> see Beauty and the Beast because that was terrible because I heard this song they did. Don't ever try to outdo Celine, Once okay? Once again, British accents for French characters. What the fuck? Stupid. Okay? You better not ruin Mulan, but I'm still not going to go see it. Well, what? Um, y'all can make Tarzan. I would, I'm never going to go see that one about the white people saving the niggas. I'm not going to go watch that. <laughs> um, Lion King's on Broadway with black people, so I'll go see that. I just feel like they don't know what to make anymore, so they're just redoing all of these things. But if I want to watch a classic, I'm going to watch, watch the classic. classic. I'm not going to watch this version. We should make one. We should do Little Mermaid. We should sit on oh, the rocks yes. outside, she out by the lake. She'll be soggy as fuck, coming out of the water. <laughs> come out. We can do it with the lake right there. We'll come out like five arms. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right, this podcast is one minute over time. Thank you, Al, for being here. Make sure you check out her survey. Gracias. Men especially. We need more men to do the survey. So you can talk about, you know, you can disagree, agree with us. This is our opinions. We hope that you agree. I mean, I, I mean, actually, I don't hope you agree. I don't care. But <laughs> hope you enjoyed. And we'll see you whenever we come back. And Jesus' name, amen. Bye. <laughs>